waking up, waking up. I am waking up. Wake to all the possibilities. No door mirror. <clears throat> Trish? No, it's not Dormir. Down, 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 down. Yeah. All right. Final wounds. Yeah, say, uh, you know, thinking about uh, Jesus' final wounds there and uh you know the unusual the unusual array of instruments and the the very unique composition that um is i i dare anyone to be as timeless as me <laughs> if they can if they can because what does it is the 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 choice of things in other words the 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 lack of self-consciousness of being wrong right the confidence so you try things. Uh, what happened to my headphone here? Just, just so you try things. Okay. So the, I mean, that's kind of like it is in everything. I mean, you know, uh, I'm sure that um, I'm sure that a lot of this goes to um, to spiritual awakening. But I think I have a theory, you know, about creativity. And, you know, the thing about music is the reason that, you know, my compositions kind of go on and on and, you know, they don't may, may not make sense at first, but then eventually they do is because it, there's nobody for me to, you know, the whole purpose of it is for me. It's got nothing to do with anyone else. And, it, you know, it has to do with communicating, you know, to people that listen to this F report because I can't do licensed music. I got in trouble just the other day for that. So I do my own. And, um, but there's this, uh, thing that needs to be applied to everything else. When I write a lot of times I'm, you know, I'm really, what's hard about it is I get, um, you know, it, it, it is for the public consumption, you know what I mean? So there's that pressure there. And I noticed that when I just flow, as long as I come back, I mean, the, the writing can't be the music because the music is, is more of a personal uh, journey. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like it's, it's, I'm free to change it and change the style, change the voicing, change the voices, change the melodies, change the keys, change the tuning, you know, just kind of like free to do whatever. And that's a kind of a cool place to be because when it comes, then when it comes to say writing and then, uh, people rate waiting, say on a screenplay, and then they're going to read it. You know, so you know they're they're there. And then if you you know hit, and, and I become somewhat uh, not as freewheeling in a sense, but I need that freewheeling nature at some point to be able to come with uh, up with original things. You know what I mean? The, you know, because whenever you have something original, it always hits you as, oh no, you can't do that. You know, like oh no, that'll never fly. And so there you are in the way, and then, you know, along with that is, well, you really suck after all. And, uh, you know, uh, and then, and then of course, from there, you, you know, it's all the way into, oh, I only wrote one page today. When you could have written 10. 
I found that the best writing that I do is just like the music is when I just let loose and do it. Um, so the key is to push out of the way all those voices. But sometimes, like like when you're editing, or if I'm doing story editing, on, uh, I'm also a story editor, so I edit other people's scripts. And when that's happening, you know, then I, I'm not having like loud music or distractions to distract that, that critic. I have to rely on those critical skills and to be a consumer at that point. So that's a different thing, you know, when you're making suggestions or changing dialogue or doing something like that or editing, you know, whatever you're editing, you know, or coming up with a second draft, you know, that one is going to be more uh, from your head. And so you can't just get out of your head. It's it's weird, you know, and I found with music, um, you know, the best way to approach it usually since it's just a kind of a snapshot of your own consciousness anyway is to <clears throat> take time with it and enjoy the creative process rather than try to get it out there or hurry up and finish. It's There's no need. There's no need. The, the main thing is... Does that work for you? And then, then when you know you're kind of tired of it, yeah, it works for me. And then I I need to move on. Okay, so go ahead and move on to the next thing. And then I don't know what keeps the spark alive, like keeping the interest to, to go back, because it's very complex when you're uh, producing and composing music, and, and you're having to, you know, master several different instruments, and you're having to mix several different instruments, and you have. 30 different tracks and they're all kind of affecting each other and they all start running together in your head. And it becomes a painful, kind of a painful experience. And then when it starts getting there, you can rest assured that probably it will suck. Because the best things come out, you know, they're, they're more of a instant thing, you know, and that, and that, of course, that goes with everything though. See, what I'm trying to do is draw a parallel between that and uh, I very much am aware that my consciousness affects my music. Like, if it's good consciousness, it's good music. Bad consciousness, bad music. Or let's put it another way: negative consciousness, negative vibes. Ne- what do you want? You know, negative thoughts. Um, even self-deprecation can be, uh, you know, a sin, since God is the judge and you're not. You know, so there, there, there so there we go. There we go. Uh, so how to not be self-loathing. And that's the whole thing about, you know, when we trash ourselves and we use drugs and, and drinking and stuff to alleviate pain, what happens is we feel bad about ourselves deep down. So that then affects the outcome of whatever the endeavor is the next day or the next few days or whatever. It's, it's, it's not that it isn't fun to, uh, you know, have a drink and <laughs> act stupid it's not that it isn't fun to take the pain off or the anxiety. It's that um, it has a an effect on health that can then affect the consciousness. And if that affects the consciousness, then you can rest assured that your consequences for drunkenness, let's say, will be felt and experienced long after that last drink. Because there's a there's you know there's a lot of things that go kind of haywire for that you know really thirty minutes of comfort you know and then it just starts becoming kind of a a haze. That being said, not drinking is not the answer either. Because you see, there again, 
once you start going really totally sober, and I know this is going to piss off a lot of people, but I'm just going to say it anyway. I notice that people start becoming self-righteous, you know, faux, faux self-righteous. They, don't, they can't really be self-righteous because there's no one's righteous. So they're, they're living in a, in a fool's paradise. And the other thing is, uh, if you look the statistics up, you find that the teetotalers will die up to, you know, 10 years earlier than someone that's drinking. So you see that almost built in there, there's a little punishment. So how can you, you know, so having a puritanical attitude about anything, really, and that would include smoking, let's say, that includes, you know, marijuana, whatever, you know, the certain drugs, you know, are just really bad, like stimulants, meth, heroin, all that stuff, you know, fentanyl, of course, all that's, you know, that's a different kind of category that's kind of an immediate, you know, instant death these days. And... um People change when they get, you know, it's sort of like when they get the jab, they become, it's interesting, Invasion of the Body Snatchers is a good example of explain, it's of describing people that have gotten um, jabbed, if they continue to be, because it kind of wears off, and that's that was the complaint. See how I'm segueing? <laughs> no, there's nothing more I can say about drinking. It's It's like, you know, the whole key to it all is mastery. You're here to master those things. All, you know, you're here to be like Paul in that sense. All things are permissible, but not all things are profitable. And whatever um, you know is permissible must be mastered. You can't just like if you overindulge in anything, it will hurt you. So the uh, so moderation is mastery. So you know, two drinks, right? So. Um, you know, a, a cigar every once in a while, let's say. But the puritanical attitude is, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do anything. That attitude will get you killed because God won't put up with it. He will not let you be God. Because you start feeling pretty good about yourself. Hey, uh, yeah, you know, and then you start judging other people. Like, well, you ought to quit drinking over there. At least try to cut it down like me. Uh-huh. And then, of course, you know, if God really loves you, he'll put you on a binge. You'll, the next time you drink, you'll just binge <laughs> or eating or whatever, you know, because you're sinning, right? And, it, it, you know, the same thing we've got to apply toward people that we don't like what they do, okay? So I have a whole bunch of people I don't like what they do. I don't, you know, and, and also there's a certain line. Like when, when you talk about pedophiles and that, for me, that's, I draw the line. I, I stand on Matthew 18, 6. You, you start down that road of hurting innocent children and you, you should be killed. That's, you know, street justice in prison is what, uh, is, is, as far as I know, it's still going on, right? The, the pedos have to be, you know, separated from the gen pop because, why is that? Because when they come in down there and people get wind of that, uh, they don't last more than, you know, maybe even one night, one day before they get a knife rammed up their ass. And, and why is that? Because it's just like a, there's a line there. You don't hurt children. And that's the same thing with, with people that are out there breaking up and interdicting trafficking and breaking up traffickers. 
And here's the report now where we're at on that. Just, just I, w- I was segueing, but now I'm, now I'm uh, indulging here. But uh, here's where we're at with it. There's too many Johns. There's too many consumers of children who are, who are just pathetic individuals. Every pedophile is pathetic in the sense that there must be something very weak in them that they would have to prey on, 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 you know, on a boy or a girl. There would have to be something really, really wrong with their self-esteem, with whatever it is. They must really feel weak. So this is their chance to be powerful, you know? And I think there's a, the psychology is what really drives it. I don't really think it's, um, you know, like people can fuck anything, I guess. I mean, if you can train yourself, you know? And, uh, you know, the next thing is going to be robots, right? Robots. Uh, and yes, they'll probably have robots as children. But that would be, you know, I guess in a sense, that's not good, but better than hurting the real thing with a real soul. Because, well, for example, had my daughter been able to handle that, she'd still be with us. But she couldn't handle the abuse she had as a child, so she's dead. That's simple. Not the idea that because the world is intolerant of pedophilia and uh, rape and uh, assault and all those, because the world's not tolerant, these kids kill themselves. Uh, you know, we need to be more tolerant of all those things. And so, you know, especially with chan- transgender, we have to be more tolerant because they're killing themselves right and left. Half of them, you know, commit suicide by 16. We have to make everything okay. And if it's not okay, you should have your kids taken away from you. Okay, so the state is the ultimate pedophile abuser. The state, that's the state of California there. I'm just citing California law. The state, you know, new laws. The state of California is an abuser. Okay, so what do you do with that? Well, if Gavin Newsom went to prison, uh, they would tear him limb from limb. He'd probably be dismembered. Because he signed that into law that anybody that doesn't go along with the transgender program can have their children taken away. If you don't allow your children to transition because somebody at school says, oh, I think you're a girl when you're a boy or whatever, and, and that's been now proven by what I don't know. There is no scientific proof. And the, the, the other thing is, is that California is mentally ill because it's mental illness to think that there's something wrong with your body, you need a new one. So if you just cut your penis and your testicles off and then you can be a girl, it's just, just as easy as that. And the whole problem you're having with suicidal behavior is really because of society. We have to change society to make everything, you know, all this satanic stuff and satanic ritual abuse, which is what it is. See, people don't tell you that you're participating in, in certain rituals when you aren't, it all looks secular. So the people go through these things, even medical surgeries and things like that, can be rituals. And that's what people don't understand about satanic ritual abuse. A satanic ritual abuse can be as simple as gaslighting. Because they are they are doing they're performing they're 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 performing the spell in public. Somewhere, the circle is drawn, the pentagram is drawn, the candles are lit, and then there's a physical dimension to it. So it could take place remotely, uh, the car wreck, um, you know, the Challenger, you know, the space shuttle, whatever, these kind of th- things that, that happen 
um, long before they happen, get conjured, you know, by sorcerers, witches, whatever, and then they get and then they get executed as ritual. And the people that survive those things have are survivors. They'll never say this because to them, all they saw was people acting weird. They're not going to say satanic ritual abuse because they don't know that. So they try to keep all that a secret so that when the gaslighting happens, when the vans go by with the, the kidnappers, you know, coming close to the curb, trying to snatch you, snatch and grab, you know, and take you to a ritual, let's say, or something like that. When that, when that stuff starts happening, uh, it's, it's well organized, but because there are so many people involved, and in some cases, the whole city, like LA, the whole city's involved. So because the whole city is involved, um, to uh, the lamb, to the innocent one that's going through an experience of being um, stalked or harassed. And the whole reason is always the same. People that don't um, you know, join Satan are hunted. You know? so, so that's, you know, that's just the way the world is. That is the world. And they don't realize, though, that they just go, well, it's gang stalking, it's this, that. They don't realize the spiritual dimension that precedes all of it that's going on. In fact, all the people who participate are in the witchcraft, are in the sorcery, are in the spells, are, are conjurers of those spells, are, are calling upon those spirits and those forces to attack that person, are participants, whether they know each other or not, or whether the one lives in, you know, in, 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 in downtown LA and one lives in Malibu or one lives in Beverly Hills, or it doesn't matter where they are, they're participants because... When a lamb is on the run, they can go to a gas station and the thing's still going on. They can go to a, a, a grocery store and they all start uh, whistling and coughing and howling and then making weird comments in the background uh, designed to get into your head, but then not, not to be directly at you. Because most of these people are cowards. They will never get right in your face because they don't want an actual confrontation. They just want to be harassing you from the sidelines to let you know that you're surrounded you're not getting out of it. And, and to try to trigger your paranoia so that you're just looking for shelter anywhere, you can't believe this is happening to you. When in actuality, it's coordinated from the top to the bottom and side to side. It's everybody is in on it, but you. And that's the feeling. And when you get that feeling, what do you do? You run and hide, you know, or whatever. The whole point, though, of the gaslighting is to demoralize you, to break you, to hurt you, to, to, to break you down psychologically and to destroy you. Understand these people are your enemy. And yeah, they're everywhere, right? And they're coordinated everywhere. And they don't need social media. They don't need devices. They don't need any of that to be coordinated because they are there. Once in, you know, you become that, you know, that third eye represents the hive, you know, the, the instant psychic connection between all of them. So they, they operate just like, like, uh, you know, like the birds, um, you know, what is it, what is it, a, uh, a murder of starlings, is that what it is? A cluster of starlings, now they go left, they go right, they go up, they go down, they all operate in, in completely the same. And I, I like to show that to people and say, you see how that works? That's how the hive works, same thing. These birds may not even know each other or even hang out, but when they all get together, they, they fly the same pattern identically. Because they're all psychically linked. They're all, they're all mind-linked. That's a better way of putting it. 
the one mind is the other mind is the other mind. And when they all get mind link like that, they become very intelligent because all those little brains now become one big brain. They say, well, you're a bird brain. Well, thank you very much because most birds are connected to other birds and so they share the consciousness. So that's a very powerful brain. But uh, people are, you know, again, they don't think that far. So we're never going to get educated at this rate. Anyway, back to what I was saying about the trafficking. Same people, you know, there's the gaslighters, the same people. Uh, call them the Satanists if you want. Call them the worlders. Call them the, um, I'll, you know, another great word would be the APC characters or the automatons. Or the um, you know, or the, the 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 you know, future robots or future clones, or even call them clones. You know, I mean, that's really, in a sense, once they're gone mentally, once they join the hive, soul is gone. So whatever they were was gone. They just become like an emulation of each other, right? They just kind of uh, all meld into one directed personality which is being directed by you know whatever demons whatever spirits whatever you know disincarnate entities are running the show they run them just i was saying when people get the shots it's interesting they they call them the conformist if you will when people get the shots they they conform uh and when you ask them about society they say oh it's wonderful i wish you'd get the shot too and we could, you know, and it's almost, it's almost becoming like a cult programming thing. We really want to see you get the shot, Zeph. You know what I mean? And like, can you imagine like, you know, 10, 10 of them together saying it all at once? Zeph, we really need to see you get the shot too. Right? The, the, right? Isn't that it? <laughs> Zeph, <laughs> you must take the shot too. Have you been vaccinated, they say at the hospital. Now, oh, God, we got to get this one out of here before they really disrupt things. Uh-huh. All the hospitals are in on it. Because, you know, the end game on the shots isn't just death. It's um, a creation of a new being, a very obedient being, the same being that was an invasion of the body snatchers. In fact, the better invasion would be the Nicole Kidman version. I'm not sure exactly when that came out, but you know that's really then harping on the conformity. Or, or V uh, when the lizards, you know, got the humanoid lizards got here with the ship and they just started taking over people. Or go back to Invaders from Mars, the original 1953 movie, which, by the way, was the scariest movie I'd ever seen because I was like five and six years old and I didn't understand. But something resonated deeply within me. Something, I knew that I had to fight against it. You know what I mean? So people would be abducted and hauled underground, and then they would put this thing in their, in, in their, you know, mandula or in their brain or in their back of their neck, you know, and then they would suddenly become, uh, you know, dutiful, you know, under command. You know, they weren't the person they were anymore. Scariest thing in the world. That was what was scary about Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It was like, and when there's somebody that isn't one of them, they point and scream at the top of their lungs. We really need to see you get that shot, Zeph. This is what they said to Trish, literally, literally, to her face. 
uh, with her family that's basically rejected her because of the shot issue. You know, we're sorry you didn't get the shot too. Just like that. Can you imagine? That's why I say, so when you have these discrepancies, folks, do not go home for Christmas or Thanksgiving. If you're an adult, if you're stuck there and if you're stuck and they're all around you, um, you know, and well, hopefully you're 18 and it's time to try to find something to join, uh, find something where you can be safe. I don't know what you're going to do. God will lead. God leads us all into places he needs us to be. We can't instruct you. All I can do is instruct you to say, well, go to the, to go to the Lord. I've been realizing that it's just every single thing that's going on right now, such a heartbreak, but the Lord is the solution to it all. And we're anticipating a huge spiritual uh, power lift right now. It's, you know, it's so funny. When maximum evil comes in, you have these spiritual upwelling. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, for example, any lamb, which is, you know, basically an innocent one that, uh, you know, a pure heart, right? You know what the Bible says about pure hearts? They will see God, you know, Sermon on the Mount. And if you're not familiar with that, you should go read that in Matthew 5 and 6. But because things are so overwhelming right now, Most people are getting their heart broken. They say, I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was really that bad. I had no idea it was that bad. Oh, that's really bad. Okay. So, <laughs> and then it's like, I can't get my mind around it. I don't know. Where do I go for my grief? You know, and if you go to drugs or drinking at that point, you're going to drink the whole thing. You're going to drink yourself into a stupor and oblivion, ruin your health and the whole bit. So that, that's not the answer. How can we have peace with this overwhelming evil? Uh, uh, from the south, we're being invaded. Um, you know, the invasion is on of uh, the new military, Obama's new military, which is the civilian force that will be every bit as powerful, quote, quote, as the uh, American military. And they're being, um, and we've seen them because we were, I remember we were staying in a hotel in Waco. And where were we driving? We're driving to the... Um, I'm not sure why we were there exactly. I think we are heading to, to te Texas, heading to a, that convention, something. Anyway, the bottom line is um, um, the, the illegals, the, the, the migrants that were there, all staying in the hotel. They didn't have room in the hotel because it was all migrants. It was all being paid for. And they're having training sessions with teachers. And when we walked by, they, they told us to get out, to get away from that door. And so the government workers sitting there teaching them how to be, and then, and then they were taking them in white trucks to their jobs. They're taking over. And they're there, here to replace all of you. And, uh, you know, many of them are here to kill you, to go door-to-door -door killing uh, as many Americans as possible. And, uh, all of, you know, and, and replacing them. And, and literally they want to replace all the people in America. And there's not that many, really. Compared, to, you know, you start getting millions in here, millions of this new army that Obama, that you know, Biden is creating for Obama. Um, you know, Obama being you know seen as the Antichrist by his own people, so they're keeping him on on ice right now, waiting until he comes into his full power.
It's like a movie. It's like the Omen. Uh, but uh, he's in his quarterbacking of things. The whole thing that he promised to do was to create this this army and also replacement. Now we had been warning about replacement from the very beginning. Did it matter? People didn't repent, so so we quit warning about it. You know, when the Holy Spirit tells us things, you know, if you don't heed the Holy Spirit, then he just, you know, he doesn't keep pounding you. He just goes away. Or it just goes away. The Spirit just goes away. So, no, you don't have to listen to anything. And, you know, most people that, that I turn on the TV and they're so ignorant, you know, they're, they're dumb as, as can possibly be. So it must seem to the people that are taking over right now to the invasion um, that it's like taking candy from a baby. So let's go. Let's get them with, while they're unsuspecting. And, you know, they're going to basically take everything you have, kill you, take all you have, uh, exploit your children or kill them, you know, and, um, you know, basically take your real estate and your jewelry and your hot card and whatever, and they're moving in. That is the idea of an invasion. That's what happens in an invasion. It's the oldest uh, military trick in the book, and the U.S. military is quarterbacking the entire thing. And your commander-in-chief on that is, in general, you know, even though he says he's leaving, is General Milley. And the Joint Chiefs are the ones engineering the um, complete traitorous overthrow of the United States and the incorporation of the U.S. military in that regard by keeping them compartmentalized, not telling them what they're really doing, and then having them, you know, throw Americans in jail and, you know, open up the ways for migration from 130 countries, not from one country, not from just Mexico or South America, from 130 countries. So, um, and all they're talking about today on, the, on say, Fox Business is they're talking about the stock market. <laughs> it's like, if this was anything else, that this could be D-Day, this could be anything else, and, you know, people are getting killed right and left, and they're not, they're not being honest about the statistics on that. Just like there's probably 200 million people dead from the uh, shots and the, and the implications around the shots. Well, not all the shots. A lot of it is from being locked down in the third world has caused mass starvation, and they, they don't report those numbers. So that's, and besides that, 200 million is a drop in the bucket, but it's still more than Stalin. Not much more, but I mean, still, when you go totalitarian, you have mass execution. Now, you know that. So there would be a, a motivation for people to warn their neighbors and warn them and warn each other, hey, we're under attack. We, we better get together and do something about this. But the people are still in love with pedophile Disneyland. Now, I've grown to see, you know, Disney and the Disney, you know, you, you think, oh, well, that's not really the Disney. It is the Disney family. It is Walt Disney. That's the hidden thing. I know that from being, you know, a youngin in L.A. I understand that uh, that club that these men were belonging to and when Walt Disney came to uh, L.A. and wanted to make a, a go of it, you know, he needed the help of people like my grandfather and other people to get going. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised that Disney has turned into, you know, just another aspect of the sort of rainbow tele pedophile network. And then, you know, they, they shame people that say, well, the whole point of the LGBTQ, the, the rainbow and all that, 
is the ch- children. I said, well, of course it's the children. It's always been the children. What's the matter with you? And as long as you're that foggy out there and you don't know what it's about. I didn't know it was about the child. I just thought it was about gay rights. It's like, it's about the children being involved in the rituals. The gay parades, a lot of them are rituals, you know, and also based on trauma-based mind control because they feel like when they go completely naked now, they hump each other in the street. Okay, so that's meant to be seen on camera and meant to traumatize the public. It's not just like, you know, forcing you to accept it. I said, you know, the, the real gay thing back you know, when I was young was all about promiscuity and all that stuff. Then there was this puritanical period where there was all about relationship, trying to emulate regular families. But it's, it's always, the whole thing is, that people don't understand is the, the whole gay mafia runs Hollywood, I mean, and always has, though. And the corporatocracy, and always has. It's always been, you know, the... Uh, it's not about sex. It's not about rights. It's about consciousness, you know? And, um, you know, the whole idea is to change the consciousness to make it what? Acceptable, which means for children, you know, the, the focus. The focus of everything is children. And the reason for that is because the people that are focusing on it Lost, don't have souls, don't have the a, a, you know a connection to so, the source, the power, the creator. So the only way they can get it is through you know innocent people, innocent beings, is the only way they can get power. Because they don't right, they can't they not, they can't just go pray idly and expect something to happen. They have to you know do something. And because they lost their soul, they lost their power. The power that was afforded to them was the power of death. So they become a death cult because they're in, in death lies power. So they create the wars. They could do the migration. They're doing the, you know, the, 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 they create the race wars. It's funny, I heard the other day that um, the human population, you know, is divided up like where they say, well, it's, it's white people's fault. And this is a statistic I didn't know until the other day. White people only comprise about 8% of the world population. A complete minority. And, you know, and so there really isn't, you know, there, this, this issue of, you know, if you kill the 8%, you'll solve the world's problems is absurd. But the people that, that you know, are set loose now to do that, to just hunting white people down the streets, and I, I would get out of the cities too because, I mean, there was somebody I heard about in a Kroger parking lot, okay, just, you know, in a kind of a normal middle-class district of Houston getting her, uh, and a Kroger I've been to several times, and it, it seems fine around there to me, but, you know, trying to get her groceries in, and then, you know, the purse snatcher, the purse gets snatched right there in the parking lot, which didn't used to happen. People getting held up at gunpoint, too, in these parking lots, you know, carjacked. And so it's now moved out now to the suburbs. I don't think it'll ever really be rural because these people need people to prey upon. So it's going to have to be where there's population. But it's uh, when you see that kind of thing happening and you see the news media is cheering your death on, then you know not to listen 
or listen circumspectly. Listen to feel the pulse of what's going on, but don't listen like they're telling you the truth because they're lying, all of them, including Fox, all of them are liars. And they have to realize, people need to realize, that the whole point of everything, it's not just the overthrow of the United States, it's the overthrow of everything. And the overthrow of, you know, it's not white people, it's normal people. In other words, people with common sense need to be killed. And the people that will become automatons need to be encouraged to become drones. And, you know, and that's, you know, basically it's a militaristic reptilian consciousness over, you know, overtaking of the world. And, you know, and, and, it's, and it's completely unfair. And they completely outnumber everybody because why? Because the people are going along with it. I saw that um, in Poland, you think, well, Poland was a holdout, right? In Warsaw, Poland, they're electing a new guy. I forget his name now. But he's a complete EU, you know, George Soros, uh, you know, WEF uh, pick, you know, right? Focused on, on you know, um, political correctness, LGBTQ, all that. When I see LGBTQ, I just see uh, the colors of the Communist Party, of, you know, of the, the old Communist Party now. Uh, and and, uh, and I, I also see uh, basically the overlay of, of Nazism, which is really just a hook, you know, into the occult or Luciferianism. Uh, spiritually, the whole thing is basically the satanic overthrow of anything that isn't satanic. And that means anyone that is not conformed meaning uh, initiated into the Satanism. If they're not, we really need to see you take the jabs, F. <laughs> you know, 50 people. We really need to see you take the jab, Zeph. Right? Invasion of the body snatchers, the same thing. And if you look at it that way, it's very simple to see. The whole thing boils down to that one spiritual battle. And the reason people in the United States have lost so badly and are getting their asses kicked, and they don't even know it. They don't know they're just lambs to the slaughter. They're sheep to the slaughter. They don't even know it. I do believe the Bible, though, when it says that the, the, the living will envy the dead in this next upcoming period. You know, that, that, those days are going to come. The, the benefit to the people of, of the Most High God, you know, like me, I'm a child of the Most High God, and that's been proven throughout my entire life. And that's why I told people on, on, on that, you know, I was in an interview with Lacey Lou. I think that's out there, and I forget the name of her um, podcast right now, but that's out there, interview that Larry and I did. It's just an audio, not a, well, we, you know, we were kind of having a bad hair day that day, I guess. But anyway, um, or no, maybe this was Delight and Fright. That's another one that the, uh, the, 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 the ladies there are very, Luna and Kat are very, very nice. And they really, they really seem to get Larry. You know what I mean? Like they see in Larry what I saw in Larry when I first met him. You know, uh, just, just the, you know, the most. He just needs the the chance, and you know, the, and, and, and he will blow away all the other directors. <laughs> he just needs that chance. That what I mean by that is money. You know, the, the money to afford the same things those directors have. He should have, and I can't wait to see that. 
that happen for him because I know what he'll do. I know he'll set a new paradigm. It's just, it's inevitable. <laughs> it's inevitable. He's just going to barrel through. Uh, anyway, um, I lost my train of thought now. Ah, shucks. But uh, where, 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 where was I there, Trish? I've lost my train of thought. Somebody in the chat room. Give me my, okay, most high God. Children of the most high God. So here's the thing about that, and this is what's so darn interesting, is that when we have times like this, which is unprecedented in world history, we've really never had times like, like this. When I say that, I'm talking about control of the mind. I am not talking about just you know, physical manifestations like you know, the invasion at the border, you know, the, the lack of laws, the non-persecuted, you know, not persecuting murderers and criminals, but throwing patriots in jail. You know, that kind of, you know, inverse of reality stuff. Okay. So that, I don't see that though, folks. Because see, that would take me forever to enumerate all that. No, beyond that is a simple spiritual battle. And those who are on the side of the Most High God will get an overflow of gifts right now. I mean, besides the fact that, you know, um, I'm to the point now where I just can pretty much predict anything that's going to happen. I mean, I can, I can just see it. I can predict. It. I know what people are thinking. I, know, I, I see much more clearly everything, everyone, and every, everything going on on every level. And I suppose that gift is being given to me because uh, we need to f- find our way through it. But at the end of the day, where does it all lead? Where does all that knowledge lead? Where does all that eyesight, that seer th- stuff, where does that lead? It leads to explaining to people that, wait, settle down now. It's just the spiritual battle, folks. Even though it's so extreme compared to any other time in history, and you can't find a history book that, that even comes close to this. But Know this, that your spiritual gifts have amplified, you know, 10,000-fold. You know everything. You know whatever I know, you know. You just have to go ahead and stop looking outside yourself and, and get quiet and realize you do have all the answers. You do know the whole game. You do know everything. You know everything. And because you know everything, you can predict anything and it will be 100% accurate. Because you, you're, it's not even a prediction. You're just, you're just reporting what you see. This is the old gifts like the uh, prophets of old had, like the, uh, the watchmen on the wall, you know, the times of Ezekiel, the times of these great prophetic upwellings of, these, of these, the great movements of God. Only this is even, even more insane. It's, it's even more insane because it's the, the people of the Most High while there aren't that, you know, they're not the majority, that's for sure. And they're not really going to be gifted being in these collectives like in the, in, the, in the fallen church collectives and all that. They're not going to get anything from the Lord. Oh, they'll say they are. They always brag that they have, you know, about with their testimonies of just how tuned into God they are. And they just, they, but you ask them any question about the world and what's going on, they have no clue. And that's how you know. Do not be equally yoked with that, folks. Get away from that person. They will stab you in the back faster than a Luciferian will. It's raining. Is it raining? Beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the rain. 
Much appreciated. Yeah, they forget about blocking the rain, and then you know the weather returns normal again. <laughs> a couple of years later, they start trying to use their weather machines again, and they're not, not consistent at all. That's the thing that's so weird. They're just not consistent. Anyway, so we're under invasion. At the same time, the spiritual giftings are off the charts, and that includes miracle healings, like your, your, your body can heal. Changes, you know, you feel where we felt so implacable, we felt so, uh, you, you know, just so melded into the concrete. We felt so immovable. We so we felt so immersed in it that we couldn't move because other people were holding us back. No longer, no one's holding you back. You are great at whatever you are, whatever you do, what what anything you do from here on out is greatness. You know, in the context, of course, of the Most High God who's given you that greatness, without whom you could do nothing. As long as we understand that point, then be, be great. This is the time to shine right now. This is the time to wear Jesus on the sleeve. How do you explain all that? I, I, you know, how do I explain what? Being accurate about things? Uh, Jesus. Uh, you know, uh, your mileage may vary. I don't know. You know, it's just that's it's, all I know is my relationship is been there since I was, uh, you know, born. You know, because I, you know, wasn't pretty much not drinking the Kool Aid since I was born. Although I did get uh, messed up from abuse and stuff, which most everyone did. But somehow I, I, I got to understand it as I got older. And I got to understand that, oh, it's the whole world. Well, then why, why is no one talking about it? And I got to understand the whole thing about this, you know, Oprah Winfrey and the satanic panic and people that talk like that and, and talk about false memory syndrome. And they're, and they're trying to cover up all the UFO stuff too, the abduction stuff, because it also leads to abuse. <laughs> it leads right back to, to child abuse. So you, you, uh, you know, you, you, you get to know. And then finally, you finally give it up and you go, hey, it's the whole world. It's everyone. It's, it's, well, let's put it this way. It's anyone not in Christ. And most people that say they're in Christ, you know, really aren't. And people that, that don't say anything about it, a lot of them, you have to discern it, but you meet people that are and they don't even talk about it much. It's just the weirdest thing, but God makes the ones for him. And, you know, there are people that are made from these ancient bloodlines and all these, you know, population and stuff. You have a good part of the population that's just made for uh, the devil, made for Lucifer. They're just made that way. You know, when in the, in the horror community, which, you know, unfortunately it's a community, you know, it should just be movies. But you see, people are just loving to pigeonhole each other. Anyway, in the horror world... Most of these people that we saw going to these conventions and wanting to get posters signed and books signed and all that, they're all, um, and they, they're, they're flashing the devil horns and they got the, you know, satanic t-shirts on and on the whole bet and the whole Halloween worship and all that stuff, but they're not, they're not Satanists. <laughs> In fact, they're lambs, most of them, and they're just looking to hook into something, you know, and they've. Uh, you know, it's either going to be heavy metal or horror, right? And and a lot of the heavy metal guys, nope, they're not Satanists. The guys wearing the upside down crosses are not Satanists. They can say, I hate God, I hate God, I hate God, I hate God. 
but they're not one of them. They're not. If you want to see a Satanist, a real one, look no further than the image of Larry Fink. There you go. Or, you know, Bill Gates. Or, um, you know, you want to see a top witch, you can look at Marina Abramovich. If you want to look at the, the, you know, from there, and they all like, and they all imitate, they all have, uh, you know, look for the guy with, the, you know, the tailored suit. And, um, you know, not, not the, you know, the, the overweight kid with the, 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 you know, with Freddie, you know, Friday the 13th, Freddie on the cover of the shirt. And, you know, and, uh, and a baseball cap and long hair and, and, uh, you know, coming to the, the horror convention trying to meet some of his favorite stars. You know, that kid is not going to be, the, the, he would never be accepted into Satanism. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Now, some of them may, you know, not know what it is and look the other way when there's bad shit going down because they don't want any on them. You know, they don't want to get cooties or whatever. I understand that. I mean, the people are cowards. You know, it's funny when Roseanne Barr was talking about when she was getting, you know, excoriated for her, you know, being a racist. Of all people, this is, she is the most unracist racist ever. And they go, well, well, what about, you know, uh, John Goodman? What, what about John Goodman? And didn't he have your, oh, nah, John Goodman did nothing. And I was of course, he didn't say a word. Big John Goodman, the big hero. Not a word in her defense, even though they were friends. Because he was, you know, see what I, how the, the worst people in the world are the celebtards. I have to call them celebtards because I can't stand them, you know? I really can't stand them because of, because of their cowardice. I just hate, I hate it in myself. You know what I mean? And I hate it in others. I don't hate them, but it's the, it's the situation they're in and the fact that, you know, rather than saying something about one of their friends, like, of, of course, Roseanne's not a racist. Instead of saying that about Roseanne Barr, you know what I mean? Just, you know, you know, say what you will about her. But to me, she's a, a pure hearted, um, uh, you, you know, had been through kind of a similar background as me in terms of, you know, abuse and mind control and all that stuff that happened. And also being a chosen one, you know, that that bounced off the mirror. Right, she had these gifts and talents. They wanted, they wanted her, but she wasn't going through. This has happened to me where they want me, and then I try to call them back, you know, because they're calling, inquiring about something, and I can't get through. The line is just blocked. Or I try to message them on, they message me on wherever they, you know, whatever messenger, or WhatsApp, or Facebook, or one of those, and. uh when I try to respond, it says, you cannot respond to this person. And this happened several times where there's nothing wrong. I'm not blocked. They, 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 they're obviously participating in message, but you can't get through. And, it, and, and the whole thing about that is, is it's just God, you know, looking out for his own. It's like, you know, and there's so many times this has happened to where I was supposed to be somewhere or go somewhere or, you know, committed to be at a party, a get-together, a social event. Something happens to the car. Something happens, I can't get there. Or something happens and I'm, um, uh, there, there's a hailstorm in it and it stops it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's canceled. You know, some kind of thing, right? And uh, it, it's just amazing uh, as I look back. 
how God has protected me. Okay, going into the lion's den, the hospital. Being a lamb in the hospital is not something you want to be, folks. Right? They'll gut you like a pig if they can. <laughs> they, they'll try to, every diagnosis on you they can come up with. They'll try to saddle you with every drug they can think of. Uh, they'll get you if you, you know, can. And especially the Christian ones are the worst. <laughs> right? Where it says, you know, you, you know, St. Vincent, or it says, you know, uh, Christ uh, Church, uh, you, you know, Christ um, whatever, or, you know, Presbyterian, another big one. You know, um, only go there if you're, you know, desperate, like if you're going to die or something, right? You know, and, and, and still you might die. You know, maybe that's, you know, yeah, I don't know where you would go. But all I know is that everything is upside down world now. Hospitals are really for death. Death and drugs. And the people, they're all addicted to the drug money and the power. So they're all behind Joe Biden and Big Pharma and... They're all lining up because they get paid a lot of money to to offer these jabs now with the flu, flu shots. And, you know, it's, it's incredible what they're doing in social engineering. And all of it is satanic. All of it's Luciferian. All of it is the spiritual battle. But the best way to look at it, folks, is to just say, look, it's a spiritual battle. That's all it is. And so it's exaggerated now. But the reason the Lord is showing you this is so you can see your neighbor dig his head in the sand even further. And the more you talk to him about Jesus or about the jab or about the truth or about the invasion or about anything going on, the deeper that head's going in the sand. Okay? The deeper their head's going up their ass. And the reason is because they don't want to be politically incorrect and then not get a paycheck. It's all related to that paycheck. So that's why I say, well, you know, they're talking about financial collapse. That might be a very good thing indeed. When people don't have anything, then, you know, finally they can get their head out their ass, right? <laughs> finally. But being in New Mexico is really hard. It's, it's you know, but, but then again, when you're in a state like uh, Texas, and you know, supposed to be good, but then you look around and wait a second, it's not exactly uh, safe. And then I look around at any city, any any place, you know, blue, stay red. It's it's all blue. Blue is the new, you know, is the is the color of Satan. Right? The Democratic Party got taken over by Satan, or if you like, got taken over by evil, got taken over by lying spirits. The Republicans are not far behind. They're 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 jealous and they're competing with the Democrats, trying to be uh, trying to get as blue as they can be. There's a power struggle right now going on in the, uh, is it the Senate or is it the Congress? Where's Matt Gates? Is he in the Senate? Trish? Or is he Congressman Matt Gates? Is it the House of Representatives? It's the House of Representatives. It's House of Representatives where, where Kevin McCarthy has the gavel. Okay. So Congressman Matt Gates. All right. So what's happening now is there's a dual ouster going on where Gates is, is, represents, say, um, you know, real conservatives, let's say, real people that want the country back on track or that want uh, the invasion stopped or that want, you know, rule of law to be followed, okay? So that would be a conservative movement. Or people that believe in God are, are conservative because they want to conserve God. Conservatives, are, it, it, the only use of the term conservative is conserving God. 
It's got nothing to do with conserving, you know, uh, water or whatever. It has to do with conserving God, con- conserving worship of God, conserving that, because everything flows from there, laws, table manners, get-togethers, children, marriages, you know, deaths, funerals, you know, it all flows from that. So, and on the other side, it seems like anarchy and chaos because they, the leaders, can't control it. You know, they can unleash the powers and hope it destroys everything, but they can't control it. And indeed, God is the ultimate in control anyway. So knowing that, you can relax. It's just the same spiritual battle. But it's, it becomes hard in New Mexico because as we go sometimes downtown, you know, and it's, it's just the most unfortunate experience of, you know, it, it, I try to, uh, to cope with it, you know. But I see these old couples, you know, they're on a vacation, right? They're staying in the hotels. And they're walking along doing window shopping. And it's clear that they've, you know, it's, it's clear that they feel completely comfortable in this world. <laughs> that, that everything is completely fine. And you watch them going up and down the street or, you know, go, going to their eateries and commenting on the, uh, you know, the, the faux gras or the faux walk, commenting on the, the, the delicacies that are served at these various restaurants, which I've, have yet to find a decent restaurant in Santa Fe. It's, it's like, it all looks good, but it all, it, it, it sure is, a, you know, it costs a lot. But is it really, you know, I, I, I worry that, you know, the, some of the food's old, you know, that the people are not quite having the standards they used to have. There's kind of a, I'm noticing kind of a lackluster in, 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 uh, in, in, in cleanliness and, and, Right, just corner cutting. I'm seeing people uh, change, and the people that are window shopping around the square there in, in Satan Fay is they're they're window shopping around the square, and they're really in their eyes, it's just a glaze, you know, and they're just like almost just staring as they kind of shuffle around, looking at things in the window. And it's quite extraordinary. I've never seen anything quite like it, but I imagine that most of these people have, um, you know, gotten all their boosters and everything. I mean, they're very obedient, you know. They dress in that. But the difference between them now and, say, two years ago is their behavior, the way they walk, the way they talk. Um, There seems to be a real lack of... um, Except for the young people, there's kind of a real lack of laughter, a real lack of of smiles, a lack of joy. It's not that there's frowns. There's not frowns either. But there's just like this staring. It's like, like a hypnotic state. And I'm seeing that more and more and more in, in society. And, and I used to see it a lot like when my car would be sabotaged because I'm with the Most High and, and not with their, with their satanic uh, uh, shit show, you know. And they get mad. We really need you to be part of the shit show, though. <laughs> what is this? Like, everywhere I go is the set of Rosemary's Baby. Everywhere, right? Everywhere is the same set. Same people. Everywhere. Don't you people have anything else to do? I mean, when I was a teenager, you know, you people were everywhere. You were just like, you know, the, you, know you, were, you were the darkness. You would just creep around. And, and look for targets. You know, 
look for people to destroy. And now it's playing out on a giant stage in front of us all, looking for people to destroy. Oh, you were you were you were online saying something about Trump. Up, oh, well, you're going to have to go to federal prison, you know. And this that we're going to throw the book at you. Eight years in federal prison, you know what I mean, and that sort of thing. And people need to, you know, stand up against it and not be afraid of being killed. But because they are afraid of being killed or losing their pay, they just think, well, if I could just keep it going down the road, we'll, we'll turn it around. Uh, negatory, friend, you ain't going to turn it around. We're coming into, we are in the apocalypse right now. What's the apocalypse? It's called the unveiling. You're now seeing the depths of Any idiot on the street can now see everything. The depths of Satan right playing out right before your eyes. And... You're still going back to Disneyland circa 1985, 1986, 1993. You're still there. I guess with all the retro people and all the, you know, Steven Tyler Aerosmith, he's 75 years old. He, he, he damaged his larynx and he, has a, he had to postpone the concert tour. He's 75 years old. And what's, why, why are these aging, you know, relics being still brought out? Because it's all part of the mind control to keep people in that mindset, you know, sweet emotion. Where were you back there in the uh, late 70s, right? Late 70s, folks. And those nostalgic songs and those, and those bands and people just go, oh, I got to see them. I, it's my favorite band. He's 75 years old. The guy needs to relax. He, he's, he's, you know, he, he, his larynx has to heal. Not just the vocal cords now. Now it's the larynx. So it's now, now you're talking about you know breathing and everything else. Basically, he's shot. He's, but he's 75. He gave his best years to being a rock star. He really got off on it. He didn't seem to understand that it's everything everywhere all the time. He like so many, like Johnny Depp or like all of them. They know it's there. And he's hanging out with Alice Cooper, who is a devoted Christian, public Christian, and even though he's still wearing all the you know makeup and everything and looking like he's a demon from hell, you know, on the stage with 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 all those guys, all those guys believe in God. All those guys are you know the Metallica, uh, who you know who who you know who did music against God, you know, the God who failed. And you know here we are catching them praying before concerts. Of course, because now they see. And even they, with so much money, with so much success, even they're seeing it. And they're, and they're adjusting their lives. I mean, but they're not public about it. I mean, Alice Cooper is, but they're not public about it. But they're, but they're basically there. Trent Reznor kicked out uh, um, Marilyn Manson out of the, uh, out of the fold. And why do you think that is? Because Trent still had a soul. You know, Trent repent. <laughs> you know? And the other guy, not really, not yet. But then again, you know, people that have done a lot of pedophilia, you know, and I'm not accusing uh, anybody right here, you know, specifically, but when when you've done a lot of pedophilia, when you've violated a lot of children, there's a line there. You know, God won't let you repent. God has to choose you. 
He has to choose you. You know, the only reason I got through this whole thing of the, they say, well, how, how can you be a witness to it? Where, where are the other witnesses? All the other witnesses are dead. So you're not going to have anybody coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, here's satanic ritual abuse. It's not going to happen. They're all dead. Just like the UFO thing. It, it's, a, it's considered to be a hoax because all the people that knew anything are dead. It's just like, what you know, that's just the way it is. How do you think anyone can survive? Well, the people that do survive, God, God makes them survive because he chooses them to survive. So that as a witness, you look at that person, you go, my goodness, you should not have survived. Instead of, therefore, you're corrupt, which is what they do, right? The corrupt are always calling everyone corrupt. And, uh, and, and, and you know, the, the, so if you're not, okay, you're not in the church system, oh, you're, you're a Satanist, you know? So, so you'll never get the truth that way because everyone's slamming everybody. Everyone's labeling everybody. Everybody is uh, destroying everybody's character. Everyone is, is libeling everybody. So you'll never get the truth that way, not through social media. So bottom line is, so what is it? And the only way you know is to have that spiritual connection with the Most High within yourself, within, not without, within, not your exterior eyes, not 3D, within, which is limitless. Most people are afraid to be alone. So there is no relationship with God when they're afraid to be alone. God doesn't exist to them, yet they still claim it. I got Jesus. No, well, let's you go with your Jesus, I'll go with mine, but uh, we're not going to uh, break bread, okay? Bye. Don't have time, to, you know, for this. I don't have time to, you know, you need to go to a, like a, a, a Jesus re-education camp. That's where you need to go. And they'll, they'll try to, you know, start teaching you from the kindergarten level and try to raise you up even though you're a 45-year-old. And oh, you know, it's not the book learning. You have to unlearn every, everything they taught you in the Bible is wrong. So you're going to have to unlearn all that and relearn the, the, the truth about things. The Bible is not a, a static document. It is a living, breathing thing. And people, oh, it's inaccurate. <laughs> inaccurate according to who? Some retard that basically has a theology degree that, you know, is claiming to be an atheist. I wouldn't trust an atheist as far as I could throw him because what it means is, they're in denial about reality. Somebody in denial about reality is a dangerous person to be around. They're the ones always telling all, you know, people that have visions and prophecies and thoughts and, 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 you know, and people who see lizards, you know, they see shapeshifters, they see things, they see things, they see things. They're always telling them, hey, you need a shrink. You need help. Right? And it's all, it's all because they're blind and stupid that and and they just can't imagine anything outside their own consciousness is real anything outside their own intelligence is real therefore uh you know i mean i remember when art bell to, to, took me and she he goes well, i want to talk to your wife you know and and then he you know in, in the middle of the show he puts trish on you can still listen to it out there i get basically attacked the whole time and and he and, he, and then uh he goes to her, she goes, is he sane? Because everything I was saying was, you know, basically about uh, all the things called conspiracies, most of it has some grounding in truth, although it may have be some disinfo. What do you got going on there, Trish? I've had my glasses. 
Yes, and you found them up there where I said you were going to find them. But anyway, so they asked. So he asked her, you know. And 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 by the way, um, people that lionized him and thought he was such a good guy, he was not. I don't want to go into it, but he was not a good guy. Okay, at all. He was a bad guy. He was evil. Okay, as is the network, as is George Norrie, as I was, you know, he also harassed and mocked me. And, and anyone that mocked me, you know, basically is mocking, you know, God, because that's, that's my only backup. I don't have like a group of friends that are going to come after you if you say something. All I have is God to back me up. So when you mock me, you're just really mocking the Lord that sent me. Just like Jesus in John 8. I've gone through that over and over. So your father is the father of lies. Because everything you say about me is a lie. Not to make it about me, but it's, it's, it's not about me. That's the whole point. I'm just reflecting the truth through my vessel. And then you can't handle the truth, so you have to make up some kind of a, a nasty name to call somebody or something. And so that just, so we just don't get anywhere. But we do have a lot of people that have been through this abuse. The abuse you heaped on us, you heaped on me big time. You wanted to make sure that I never got through that gate. You wanted to make sure that I was stifled at every, every turn, that I was sidelined. And there are people, folks, big-time Christians out there teaching you on their podcast, and they're as dirty as the day is long. They're as satanic, in other words, as the day is long. They are completely into it. And they're leading a dual life. And they're hoping you don't notice, so you'll keep buying their books. And they always have something to sell. That's why we don't sell anything. And why is it important to know that? So that you don't get hooked up into a cult of some kind, a personality cult around a podcast or anything. You know, you're not going to get hooked on, on me because uh, I'm mysterious. I'm in the cre- crevices and cracks. I'm I'm over here, and I'm kind of over there on SoundCloud. I'm over there on Podbean. I'm all over the place, floating around. But no one can, you know, it's it's an elusive thing. People say, "Where's that podcast? Where can I hear him?" And it's like, well, God blocks a lot of people from here. I don't want there to be millions of people listening here. This is not intended. This is intended to speak to people of like mind and to encourage uh, to to uh, be able to uh, survive this world and not have your psychology, which they're trying to wreck, bring you down so that you keep going. And part of it is self, the podcast is for self-help therapy too for me to keep me going, you know, despite all the, uh, you know, the negative uh, stuff. I I know that um, with positive um, talk, with positive self-image, with with a positive outlook, and, and those, you know, basically, you know, everything is a prayer. Every word we say is a prayer. Whether we say in Jesus' name, whether we say, I'm the worst in the world, I'm the most disgusting there is, I'm the worst sinner in the world. That That's not a good thing to say, you know, when you could say, I'm redeemed because of the of the glory of Jesus of the greatness of Jesus, of the greatness of God, I'm, I'm alive. Isn't that a better thing to say? Again, we don't want to make it about ourselves because ourselves, we're just, I'm just looking back on myself. There is nothing 
to say about myself, really. I just, uh, I may do things out there, but basically all I'm doing is I'm just alive because of the Lord, and I am simply following the Spirit. And some of it's hard, you know, like I say, writing, the task of writing is hard, but it's like, you know, I'm fitting in with other people and doing something, and we all, you know, pray to God, and we all lift each other up, and so God put us in these endeavors. But I'm not ever going to think, oh, well, this is my uh, my amazing, you know, gift. It's like, well, without God there, there's no, there's no gift. You know, and... uh I think God uses me for, for, for a certain reason. That's called subversion. I subvert the culture. I subvert Christianity. I subvert all of it. No Christian would ever have that kind of uh, drug taking and sex going on in the movie and perversion. And it's like, well, that may be your path. That's not my path. My, do you know that most of the satanic people, the worlders, who encounter what we've done in that way, they get very uncomfortable. Whereas you just show them sex and orgies and frat parties and all, you know, Babylon, right, with uh, pretty much bordering on pedophilia with just, just shy of going over that line, okay? So you, you see something like that and nobody gets disturbed. Everyone's, they're just going with it. You start seeing satanic rituals in your face, which a lot of the, uh, a lot of the world is that. And people just go along with it. They don't call it out. And so you see the people that are participating in those things, they're not your friends. Unless we'd like to see you take the jab also, Zev. We'd like to see you uh, break on through to the other side, Zev. Or even better, Zev, we're all, <laughs> we're all waiting for you. And what good am I to you then? The answer is no good at all. You just get to see me, you know, taken off of, uh, you know, and what you may even call a throne, but I don't have a throne. I don't have a crown. I throw it at the Lord. God has the crown. He's got the throne. He's got the last word. He is the word. Okay? We're just reflections of that. We're just his creation. But we're consciously in his spirit and his spirit in us as one, John 17. The, the vine really gets completely understood by John 17, even though in John 8 we get another lesson in, before Abraham was, I am. I can't get over that status. I can get distracted. I can become powerless. I can become lethargic. I can become complacent. I can become materialistic. I can become a worry wart. I can do all those things because I have free will to do it. But at the end of the day, those things are so uncomfortable. I must turn back to Lord and say, oh gosh, please, just keep me close, Lord. Please. Which way? Thank you. I want to see everything. I want to see the whole creation all at once. The only chance of my seeing everything that I want to see is with God. It's not with the world. The world can't even see past the third dimension. 
and the higher dimensions that that they that the the scientists have shown they can't seem to figure that out either there's been a lot of discussion lately about the firmament and whether there's a dome over the earth and that the waters are divided like the bible says versus just open space billions and billions and billions of <laughs> and to me i just say you know uh uh, everybody that's on every side of that argument, they're, the people that are going to know about that are going to have the final answers on that or Antarctica, the ice wall, all the rest of it. These are the people of God that will know because you will see the third heaven. The, see, they can't go there. The lizards can't go there. The Nazis can't go there. The UFOs can't go there. Where you're going, they can't follow. Understand that. That's another reason they want to get rid of you. They're so mad at you. They're mad at God. They don't want this creation. They don't want you to have access to the third heaven or to the throne of God, for that matter. They don't want you to be there throwing your crown at God and just, you know, just saying, take me, Lord. They want you to be an ego and say, me and my power, and I'm going to bludgeon everybody that doesn't see it my way. That's what they want. When you're going, in surrender, there is everything. I'm in possession of everything there is. It's mine. And you can claim that too. And then mine, yours, ours, theirs, it all becomes irrelevant. Winning. Yes, yes, yes. Win. Losing. Victory. Defeat. My friends, the only victory that there is is staying connected to the Most High and being in that will and being in that joy it's really true what they say, that if, if Satan can't steal your joy, he loses. Now, Satanist, worlders, NPC characters, which I'm, is, I, New Mexico is, well, it's not really that populated of a place. It's, it's, it's a very in, in, enchanting place, but then there's also a lot of hoodoo, voodoo, weirdo stuff going on too, things flying around in the, in the sky that aren't necessarily UFOs. You know, They're just people like witches and stuff. All I can tell you at this point, with all that, you know, being a hub for all that, is the reason people are so ignorant spiritually in New Mexico, which is maybe the most ignorant of all of all that, I guess, Sedona, Arizona would be another one. Mount Shasta would be another one where there's nothing but spiritual ignorance. I'm trying to think of all the places. Machu Picchu, right? Um, and anywhere else, the Andes Mountains, the, the, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the, the, you know, people think, oh, the mountain, that's where the, the, the spiritual truth is. Um, no, the spiritual truth can be in a prison cell, folks. The kingdom of God is within you, not in Machu Picchu, not in Shasta. There's no difference in being in Shasta versus being in the L.A. Coliseum with the witches uh, running the human sacrifice uh, of Los Angeles. There's no difference. When you're encountering lots of UFOs, you're stuck in the lower realms. If there's people under the earth living there and they're stuck there, well, then they're stuck there. I mean, or on the moon, they're stuck there, whatever it is. Any kind of corporeal being that has weight, that has uh, physicality, that has a material um, form, most of these are ignorant.
because the, they they see they have flesh and then they believe in the flesh. So they believe in the mirror and they believe in the wall. They believe in the table. They believe in the guitar. They believe in the in the in the in the uh, in the glorified go karts called Teslas. It's like a go kart. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, I'm sorry. Like a golf cart. It's like you know where are the club? The club should come with it. You know, you should be. They should be able to, to drive around on the on the range and on the on the you know on the golf course. So you could go from from hole to hole with your little ball. And that's that's you know that's that's spirituality for a lot of people. That that you know connecting with nature is the answer. No, it's not. You're connected with nature right now. We're we're not disconnected from nature just because you're not living in the pine forest doesn't mean you're not you you're somehow less connected than that person that lives there. Not at all true. But in the end, you know, it's going to be like when those troubles come over your mind, you know, how many people have the talent wherewithal knowing to be in Christ, to to be to actually have this inner joy that goes beyond any any kind of thing. Anyway, this gift is coming now. You that have lasted through this will not be joining the ranks of the already dead, even though they're walking around, the, the walking dead. You won't be joining their ranks of people envying the dead. You'll be there with this strength to be running around helping people and doing things and people say, how are you doing that? How are you? He said, not me, brother. Not me, sister. That which is in me is greater than that which is in the world. So if the world is crying and screaming they wish they were dead, that's not me. I won't be joining those. They will go from head in the sand to I wish I was dead overnight. So right now we're in this kind of like pre-zombie phase, you know, or they might just go into a zombie phase and just stay in, in, in a feral, in a feral zombie state, which zombie state is feral, so feral state. And, um, you know, the next round of jabs will cause people to be feral and cause them to bite each other. They'll start biting. Yep, they'll start biting. And they've studied this, and they've studied, they, they you know, Back the DOD, I remember the the video that's all over the internet, so no one has an excuse. I mean, there it is in the internet, <laughs> you know. And and they say they've located the the area where there's God worship in your brain, and they in the next vaccine, they're going to make sure that quashes that area of the brain, so that there's no God worship, so no there's no fanaticism, so they can control. And they're actually putting that in the vaccine, so that's what I mean. Without that. I believe that's what makes people go feral or zombie. Little did they know, I wonder what happened to that, that woman, that uh, the, the cranberry singer that wrote the zombie song. Little did she know that how, universal that how universal that song really is. You can become a zombie in an office building, just going to work every day. But, I mean, to become feral, though, which is like the zombies on TV, right? They want to eat brains. To really become feral 
it takes some outside agent, some kind of like a shot, something that alters the DNA to make that possible, you know, of eating flesh. But then, you know, once the power's off, once the food is gone, people, I think they're talking about two to three weeks for people to go full cannibal. Now, to me, that just means they'll be they'll be hunting people and and shooting and, and and eating them without even cooking them, just eating them on the sidewalk. You know, just like you know, scraping the flesh off the arm, things like that. And and that that's how that's how desperate the 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 feral nature of people could actually go to where the military has to step in and then take care of it. World War Z, the final war. The final conflict, feral zombies. <laughs> I know it sounds a little funny, but I'm, I've also seen the, the beginnings of that. You know, I remember when there were, people were experimenting with bath salts and they really caused a trip in that one guy in, in Miami and he ate this other guy's eyeballs. He just ate him out of his skull. And remember when they caught him? It was in the, all over the news. Yeah, how do we know that was not a, some kind of experiment? You know, just just you know, some kind of test. And I think the bath salt things, and you know how you'd see people how they were acting, and you know they were really really out of it, you know, because they were distributing this stuff all over the place at one time, and then all of a sudden it just sort of disappeared, right? It just disappeared. So to me, all of that is. Um, How should I put it? It's all um, predictable if you are a worlder. If you are a child of the Most High, now is the time to go full, full. You know, get get the family just about to try to. You know, you know. I mean, what they'll try to do is put you in a mental hospital because you're going to be having more and more visions. You're going to be having more and more insights. And you're going to share those insights with people, just like me, just like I talk here on the air, but part of my talking here protects me. Because there's a lot of things I say people would love to lock me up for that. Because it rubs them the wrong way is why. Because they can't handle the truth, because they don't want Disneyland to come apart. And now it's like, well, but Disneyland wants your children. Well, I've kind of softened on that now. Maybe the children... You know, I was indoctrinated. Is it? Oh, here it comes. Finally, your confession. Okay, great. So your child should go through it too. Oh, of course. Everyone needs to go through it. Anything for society. <laughs> so it's, you know, once you get to this point, now there's no turning back. You've got to go with the Lord. You've got to go with Jesus. You've got to go to the ascension. You've got to go to that, the... Um, um, the supernatural strength that is coming for everyone that is with the Lord, that it, anyone who's in our fam, you know, it's like going to be hitting you um, if it isn't already. If, 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 if it isn't already. And, and yeah, you'll be pressed into service. It's going to be like everyone around you is negative and they're all crying and screaming. You're going to be the one positive voice who's going to have to uphold the whole thing and, and teach people how to look at it within that when we pray, we pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, we just ask you to show us the, 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 the way to be, to, to move us to the kingdom within, to let us radiate that kingdom without, let us be ambassadors of your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Say.
right? And that eliminates our egos from the equation. Because what ego? Why? I mean, there's differentiation. You're, you're, you're Joe, you're Todd, you know, you're Sally, I'm Zeph, she's Trish. Okay, we have that differentiation. But I mean, that's a good, but, but you should be very proud of yourself in the sense that you're creation of the Most High God. And, you know, whatever, whatever he tasks you with, you will master. You are a master. The only way you could get to this point of spirituality is to be a master to begin with. Not a master of levitation, of magic tricks, of yoga, of, of whatever other pursuits there are, of, of conjuring demons and sacrificing people and then stealing the power off of them and then having to do it two weeks later. You go back, Jack, and do it again. Wheels turning round and round. I wonder what that song's about. Yeah. Whenever people start talking about the border and all that, you know they're talking about them. Okay? You're talking about they are them, right? That's them. And why would Steely Dan talk about that? Well, first of all, they, they make it cryptic so they figure no one will figure it out. And then second of all, it's because um, you know, to be rock stars, you gotta glorify the devil. Right? If that weren't the case, I'd be a rock star. <laughs> got to glorify the devil. You've got to glorify the devil. What's the devil? The old devil, you know, the dragon. Babylon. So funny that the root name of Babylon and, and the Tower of Babel, very similar, Babel, Babylon. Yeah, different, different spelling, but I mean... The Tower of Babel, which we have now, people can't understand each other. They want to fight each other because, why? Because that's the only way the government gets off the hook. The government's causing all your problems. And the government is owned and operated by the corporatocracy, by the corporations. But the corporations are mainly now run by AI. All these uh, CEOs are giving up their power to AI. So that, so that they're all off the hook. But you already sold your soul because you hurt children. And when you hurt children, you crossed a line. Nobody wants you now. You're what they call tainted goods. You're past the due date. You're walking around, but you really shouldn't be. Right? Because you basically committed suicide. And I was weak. I I couldn't help it. But see, those, those are people too. Those are people, and when they're violated, just imagine what a kid goes through when they cut his penis off, they cut his balls off, when he's like five, or even when he's, when he's 11, prepubescently, of course. And then, you know, puberty blockers to remain as childlike as possible for as long as possible, because that's the whole goal, because that's what they want to violate. That's what they want to stick their penises in. And, uh, okay, so, so that happens. And then that kid gets to be about 16. And he wishes he didn't do it. He wishes he'd, he'd, he'd never... But they railroaded him. And he commits suicide. Because he was, he was assaulted, abused, and destroyed when he was five and six. And, this is, and then they try to blame it on the intolerance of people not being liberal enough. They try to say that's the reason. That's not the reason they commit suicide. They commit suicide because they regret what happened. Because they were abused. Because they didn't deal with it. Because they didn't have help. 
They need the Lord. The Lord can straighten out anyone. The Lord gives extra to people that are abused. The meek shall inherit the earth. Abused people are the meek because they're crippled. They can't do stuff. They can't hold down a job. They can't graduate college. They can't be sober. They can't be anything but, you know, a lot of times be homeless. They just can't function in society because of the abuse. Not because of the intolerance of society, but because they were crippled inside. And the people lie about it. And I know full well that, you know, my daughter's confusion and her pain and her suicide. I know exactly what caused that. Because she confided in me eventually. There was no supervision in her life. And she was exposed to being assaulted. She became, uh, you know, uh, hardwired to needing to be abused instead of being loved. Many of us have those conditions. And we don't commit suicide, but we live on. So what God calls most people in that situation to be is celibate. Because every time there's sexual arousal, it's, you, know, you want pain. And as much as you try to be delivered from it, if the Lord doesn't deliver you, then he's saying, maybe you should put this sex thing aside and channel that energy into something else. It'd be great that there aren't sexual rituals expected of you, right? So that you can be free. And so peer pressure won't put pressure on you to, to, to deal with your dick or whatever. They won't do that to you because you're a sovereign individual and free. That kind of thing is slavery when people do that. And, you know, right? And then, well, we're all doing it. You do it too. Uh, yeah, well, we can share in the abominations. But every one of us knows that there's no power in numbers. Just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean you ought to do it. Because guess what? Sex is only an avenue into slavery. That's all it is, unless it's based on love, which would, you'd have to be a person that hasn't been harmed, destroyed, abused, trashed, left for dead, set up for suicide, murdered, whatever. You'd have to be one of those kind of kids. <laughs> Where are they? Huh? What kind of world is this? This world is a world that belongs to the abuser. The abuser. Where's my song, The Abuser, Trish? It's the abuser. This is the world of the abuser. I gotta find my song, The Abuser. See, I've, I've, I go the extra mile for you, and I know I don't, I'm not really getting, because I gotta let it rip on this show. I've gotta let it rip. I have to, I have to let it rip. I have to let it rip. I have to let it rip, because otherwise... And here it is, downloading for the 19,000th time. Thank you very, very much. Eh, it's got a few hundred plays. Not too much. Oh, no, there it goes. Okay, hold on. All right, now we're getting music. All right, let's see if we can. Was that it? 
That wasn't it, was it? Is that it? I, I guess it is. All right, so let's... The abuser. All right, let's see what that's about, and I'll be back. Let's see. Phone with the abuser. Back on. 
isn't so good. Okay, well, that was a little strong. <laughs> and uh, I forget, I, I, I think I made that about a, a decade ago, but it, uh, a little strong, but at the same time, without the abuser, a lot of children would go free and become, you know, good, good adults and would have, would look for the truth. Because it's like, well, okay, the truth. I'm going to die. Why? Uh, why is the truth? You need to find that truth before you die or else you're going to die in agony. Oh, no. I don't believe I should die. I, I want to be an abuser and live forever. Well, there is no death. Oh, yes, there is. I want life on my own terms. I want to abuse people without having a conscience. Yeah, well, then you can just join the U.S. government. Now, be your fastest fast track to uh, your your little happy reality wouldn't it you live a life of luxury and uh, promise and in your wake you have nothing but broken hearts and dead people and uh, wounded people that will never recover but i hope you're proud of yourself yeah you you bureaucrat sitting there at the your cushy job at the state department i hope you're i hope you're happy with yourself Hope you're happy that you're a traitor bringing people across the border that will eventually kill people because, after all, since the Americans aren't going to go buy your bullshit, now go ahead and import a whole new batch, but make sure you dumb them down. Do you notice how with these uh, invasion at the border, which is not immigrants at all, but all military-edged males, have you noticed that there's no, no uh, you know, uh, jabbing them? There's no, There's no... Uh, mRNA shot being given. Don't you find that a bit? <laughs> because they need people intact, right? As opposed to the people they're jabbing who are not intact. We really need to see you take the shot, though. Well, maybe, you know, if if would it convince you that if, like, Joe Biden, he got a, a saline shot, we just did it on public television, you know, so it could be seen around the world, would that convince you that it really happened? Is that what you mean by we need to see you do that? No, it's something else, isn't it? It's a gateway into something, isn't it? It's a gateway to a whole new you. (laughs) Yes, where you'll be happy. And you'll be fulfilled. And the reason we have such a clear message today is because we're getting the great download of God today. Of billions of gifts. Why? Because his people have to wage, a, you know, a spiritual war against, you know, the the complete majority of people on the earth who are mainly dumbasses, uh, with a few, um, you know, diabolical leaders. Uh, there's a lot of militaries, governments, uh, people that have that easily can crush you physically, anyway. So the Lord needs lions, needs lions, lion hearts. To be able to go up against this is the in this uh, spiritual and plus the people need to be kept alive. 
So no matter how many times they try to hurt these two witnesses, they just can't do it until the Lord's ready to take them home. The Lord will say when it's time to die, not you. The Lord will tell you when it's time to cease and desist, not you. You people that are perpetrating evil, the Lord put you there. The Lord brings the calamity. This is, people need to see all this. Because on the one hand, the Lord's testing to see how far, how deep their heads are going to go in the sand. That's the Lord's business. That's his program, not theirs, not Satan's, not El Diablo. It is God's. God is making them put their head in the sand because he wants to see how far they'll go in their lack of faith. How far they'll go in crucifying Jesus. How far they'll go in failing. He wants to see it. It's a test. Look at him go. Worldwide, head in the sand. It must be getting pretty serious or they wouldn't have the head in the sand. I mean, that far down, they're basically in lemming territory now. You mean they'd rather die than face what's coming? Oh, yeah. Because deep down in their spirit, you know, they know the truth. We all know the truth. We all know that you can't run from, you can run, but you can't hide from what? From God. You can run from Satan and hide. Satan does not have the power to, 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 to destroy your soul. He only has the power to, destroy, to take your soul if you give it to him. But he has no power to, you know, like in the song Simply for the Devil, Mick Jagger got it wrong. And, or whoever wrote the lyrics, they got it wrong. The devil says, or I'll lay your soul to, you know, you better uh, be nice to me and, and be polite and be deferential or I'll lay your soul to waste. Well, no, he won't lay your soul to waste. He could lay you to waste, but it wouldn't be wasted if that's the case. It would be uh, martyrdom. It would be a benefit for God. So that's inaccurate. But people that go there, they think, well, he already has a soul, there's no redemption. Well, there may, you know, some of these people may be accurate. There may be no redemption for them. You know, many are called and few are chosen. I mean, this, it's, it's not like you can just decide to be a spiritual being. And the only spiritual reality that there is, is what I'm talking about. There isn't any other. Everything else is fantasy. Like the whole New Age movement, is just a, it's just basically occultism. You know, you know, the light side of occultism. And in other words, it never goes beyond the second heaven. It, it's all materialistic. It all has, it's very Nazi-like. You know, the Nazis were into the New Age, right? The Superman, the great race, the Aryan. <laughs> but the real spirituality is top-down, right? It incorporates all of heaven, all kingdom, everything. So that would be probably what they can't see is probably four-fifths of existence. Four-fifths of what is. The, the, the top sorcerers can't see. The top witches can't see. Because they can't see beyond the material realm. And everything they do is sympathetic magic. It goes back to the ancients of sympathetic magic. This stands for this. A voodoo doll stands for that. A thing over there stands for that. This is the airplane. This is the thing. Here's the mountain falling. Here's the, you know, here's the tarot card. Here's the, you know, it's like material, material, material. Give me something real for a change. Won't you? 
The only reason to see a fortune teller is to change the fortune teller. Because a lot of times these people are looking for redemption and yet they, they take up occultic practices, you know, not understanding that they are an affront to existence and reality. They don't even know. They don't know. Why are they an affront? Because reality is dependent on other than you, and yet it is you if, on the other hand, there is that oneness, then that it's dependent on you, but it isn't, but not you, but what's in you. So it, it never really gets back to you. At the same time, you are necessary for the entire thing to work. Without you, it wouldn't work. So there you go. That's why God doesn't create people out of a vacuum. He creates people and different personalities for a reason, for his reasons. There's no mistake. You are created for a specific reason of God, and if you can find that out, then you can you know, get your head above water. Believe me, if we don't have smooth sailing, then we're doing something wrong. If we're not sailing through smoothly right now, we're doing something wrong. We've got to just stop that. Stop adding it up. Nothing you see matters. Everything you see is a lie. Oh, your building is a lie. The air is a lie. The tree is a lie. What's going to happen is determined by consciousness, by God and consciousness. But so far as I'm concerned, it has to do with conscious awareness. If I'm just aware of a two-dimensional you know, reality, then, that, then I will be very sorrowful because everything will go against me. I will feel disconnected. I will feel like the tree is abstract. The pillar is abstract. The rock is abstract. The house is abstract. The bus is abstract. The bicycle is abstract. The painting is abstract. The the bed is abstract. My body is abstract. So what's wrong well, you feel a bit like an outsider, don't you? And, you know, that's exactly where certain people want you to feel. So you'll go to them for, oh, help me, Mr. Shrink. You just need to be connected. I can arrange that. How much will it cost me? Well, for three or $4,000, I can get you hooked up instantly. Pick your poison. Pick, pick the group you want to be part of. I'll move you right in. Yeah, you want to be part of a Christian group? No problem. They're the easiest. (laughs) Believe me. (laughs) God's going to straighten that one out, though, folks. Then that's what's happening now as it gets more and more desperate. All right. Well, good good news ahead. Good news ahead. It doesn't mean people aren't going to suffer, you know, but we've seen so many people die that, you know, at least we're not, you know, like, horrified now when people die, right? We accept it now. I'll see you next time. God bless.
Find anybody who has your point of view. 